0: Welcome to the Michigan Medicine News Break, your daily destination for news and stories about the future of healthcare. Today, nearly every state has reported cases of a rare but potentially life-threatening COVID-related inflammatory illness affecting children. Miss C: The COVID-related condition parents need to know about. From the beginning of the pandemic, experts noticed a silver lining. Children were mostly spared from getting severely sick from COVID-19. One year later, that remains true with the majority of children either asymptomatic or experiencing mild illness from the virus. However, more states are also reporting cases of children developing a rare but serious condition called Multisystem Inflammatory Syndrome, or MIS-C. MIS-C causes severe inflammation in vital organs and tissues and, without treatment, could be life-threatening. The first cases were reported in May 2020 in just a few cities in the United States and parts of Europe, but today, 48 states in the country have documented MIS-C cases. Christine Mikesell, MD, one of the pediatric hospitalists who helped drive MIS-C clinical guidelines at Michigan Medicine CS Mott Children's Hospital, answered some parents' top questions about MIS-C for the Michigan Health blog. What follows is a Q&A about MIS-C with Dr. Mikesell. First... What has been learned about MIS-C so far? Dr. Mikesell responds, MIS-C is an extreme immune response to COVID-19 marked by shock, fever, and multi-organ inflammation. It may cause severe inflammation in the heart, lungs, blood vessels, kidneys, digestive system, brain, skin, or eyes. This condition initially appeared to only be observed in children weeks after recovering from COVID-19 and who tested positive for antibodies, but now we're also seeing cases where there's an overlap. Children have shown signs of MIS-C at the same time as testing positive for COVID-19. At this point, there are still many more questions than answers about MIS-C, including its cause and risk factors. The case numbers are so low, it's difficult to distinguish which children are at highest risk. But several research studies, including ones my colleagues at Michigan Medicine are participating in, are studying MIS-C cases to learn more about the cause, risk factors, and ways to improve diagnosis and treatment. Next, has there been a rise in MIS-C cases? Dr. Mike Sell replies, earlier in the pandemic, urban centers in cities like Detroit and New York were seeing the highest numbers. But recently, following surges linked to the holiday season, we've heard about upticks in states like California, Illinois, and Georgia. Our sense is that this mirrors the global increase in our total numbers and is a reflection of where COVID-19 has been more active. This is still a relatively rare condition that has occurred in 2 out of 100,000 children or less than 0.01 of the population. What are the health risks of MIS-C to children? Dr. Mikesell replies, for parents, it can be alarming to see headlines focused on severely sick children, but this condition can be treated and many children who develop MIS-C don't get critically ill or require intensive care. Most importantly, the majority of children who are treated for MIS-C recover entirely. However, there are rare cases that have led to organ failure and death. The Centers for Disease Control has reported about 2,617 cases of MIS-C across the United States with a total of 33 deaths. Long-term effects remain largely unknown, but a five-year study supported by the National Institutes of Health and National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute is following 600 children with MIS-C throughout 2025 to track long-term outcomes. One recent study from Boston suggests that some children hospitalized with MIS-C may also show neurologic symptoms, but that they were mostly transient. Most children will need to follow up with a cardiologist and an infectious disease doctor to watch for potential lingering problems with coronary issues. Who does MIS-C primarily affect? Dr. Mikesell replies, this condition affects children and adolescents between ages 1 and 14, with the most common ages between 9 and 12, but we also see this in older teens and young adults in their early 20s. More MIS-C cases are also being reported among Hispanic and Black populations. The CDC reports 66% of reported cases have occurred in children who are Hispanic or Latino, 842 cases, or Black non-Hispanic, 746 cases. We continue to learn more, but this may be a reflection of the higher overall COVID-19 cases among these communities. What are the symptoms of MIS-C parents should look for? Dr. Mikesell replies, universally, all children with MIS-C have a fever for more than a day that can last two to four days, sometimes with severe flu-like symptoms. Their fever usually isn't responsive to any fever-reducing medications. Parents should call their doctor if their child experiences this type of persistent fever and appears fatigued and ill or has a loss of appetite. Other symptoms vary child to child, but generally, younger children seem more likely to also experience a sunburn-like rash, bloodshot eyes, swollen hands and feet, cracked lips, a swollen tongue, congestion, and swollen lymph nodes. Adolescents and teens tend to experience more of the associated gastrointestinal symptoms, such as diarrhea, vomiting, nausea, abdominal pain, or a swollen abdomen, along with headaches and overall lethargy. But every child is different, and parents should seek medical attention if their child shows any combination of these symptoms alongside a fever. Symptoms can progress quickly. How is MIS-C treated once diagnosed? Dr. Mikesell says MIS-C presents itself similarly to another rare condition known as Kawasaki disease, which causes swelling in the walls of blood vessels throughout the body, increasing risk of aneurysms, blood clotting, gastrointestinal issues, kidney injury, neurologic symptoms, or inflammation that hurts heart function. Doctors have been building on what they know about Kawasaki disease to treat MIS-C. This includes high-dose aspirin, fluids, and various medicines to treat inflammation. In severe cases, children may need to be treated in a Pediatric Intensive Care Unit. We hope that more data and research will help us improve treatment options. Next, how have hospitals responded since the first cases of Miss c Dr. Mikesell replies, when we first learned about MIS-C, our hospital created a task force that included experts across multiple specialties, including the emergency department, infectious diseases, immunohematology, cardiology, and rheumatology. This team monitored new data and studies while continuing to learn about MIS-C through colleagues at centers getting the highest case numbers and how patients were presenting in our clinics and emergency rooms. Our goal was to develop guidelines that would help us capture all patients at risk of developing this syndrome. We set a new threshold for any child coming in with a fever for more than 24 hours. They were monitored for MIS-C and underwent further testing when they had accompanying symptoms. Is there any way to prevent MIS-C? Dr. Mikesell replies, the best protection against MIS-C is to follow recommended measures to minimize exposure to COVID-19. This includes wearing masks, frequent hand-washing, social distancing, and not gathering inside with people from multiple households. Lastly, what else has been learned about COVID-19 in kids? Dr. Mike Sall replies, most children who get infected with SARS-CoV-2 have mild symptoms or none at all. We're still learning about why some children go on to develop more serious symptoms, like MIS-C, than others, but severe COVID-19 disease in kids is still rare. About 1% of children with a known case of COVID-19 have been hospitalized and 0.01% have died. Babies under age one may be at higher risk of having severe illness, according to the CDC, as well as those with some underlying medical conditions, including asthma or chronic lung disease, diabetes, genetic or neurologic conditions, sickle cell disease, congenital heart disease, obesity, a weakened immune system, or medical complexity. For more on this story and others like it, please visit www.ufmhealth.org forward slash health blogs. You can subscribe to the Michigan Medicine Newsbreak podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.